When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Papa Roach rocks MGM National Harbor in Oxon Hill, Maryland on Wednesday night. I spoke with frontman Jacoby Shaddix about the band's biggest hits, from Last Resort to She Loves Me Not, from Scars to Lifeline. Hey, Jacoby, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Dude, it's so good to be on the radio with you, man. How you living? We're living all right. Well, I'm just happy to be living after the last two years has been absolutely insane. Uh, how, have you, how have you been spending this whole crazy pandemic? Like, when did you guys get back out on the road? Oh, man. Well, so, you know, we came home when everybody, you know, when it all got locked down. We were out in Europe when it got locked down. So we took the last flights out of Europe, got home, and uh, we're expected to be home for a couple months, you know. And next thing you know, fast forward two years, I've done Lost My Mind three times over, uh, <laughs> made a record that we're really proud of. And now finally, you know, we just got back out on the road um, in the beginning of March and it feels great, man. The shows are going off. The band's getting along great. It's awesome to play new music and it's just nice to be able to, you know, get back to this element of my life that I've just been so familiar with for the last 20 plus years. You just mentioned that you just put together a, uh, a new album. I assume uh, we'll hear that at the show at National Harbor. Tell me, tell me about the new album. What's it called? You know, what are some of the, the songs you're, we're going to hear? A straight up album, Ego Trip, drops April 8th. So you guys can go and pre-save on all platforms, pre-order the album right now on poproach.com. Um, but this album, we're just so very proud of. We really took a lot of time and care and, and uh, working on this one. And we dug deep stylistically. Like we really dug into the, some of the old school vibes of Papa Roach as far as like the riff goes. That was one of the main things on this album. We were like, dude, the guitar has just got to be blazing hot with just sick riffs. And uh, I think we, we proved that on a track like Kill the Noise, you know, um, and it's just such a banger. And so there's elements of classic Papa Roach, but it's also a record that's got a lot of modern flavor to it. Um, you know, I'm rapping a bunch on this record. There's lots of melody on this album. And uh, it's a journey, you know, it's 14 songs and we released, uh, I believe like five songs already. Um, and the reason we made it a bit of a longer record was because, you know, we, we want to release music before the album comes out, but we want the fans to also be able to have like a slew of songs to dive into and dig into once the album drops. And so, yeah, man, it's been great to play new music on the tour. We've been playing uh, Cut the Line, uh, Kill the Noise, uh swerve and stand up in the show and it's going off great awesome well so that's cool so everyone that comes to the show um in late march uh they're gonna hear they're gonna hear it before it actually is released so a little bit of a sneak yeah. peek that's great that's what's up, man. 
Awesome. Well, whenever I have someone on, I love sort of hearing your your own musical journeys. I know you were born in Mar. How do you say it? Mariposa, California, in seventy six. That's right. Mariposa, Mariposa, California. Not far from you know. I guess what's that like? Central California. Not far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much. It was the sticks, dude. Where I was living (laughs) when I was a little kid. I didn't wear no shoes. You know, I didn't have TV till I was ten. You know what I mean? Like I had a pretty interesting young childhood uh, growing up in that area. And then uh, eventually, you know, grew up, met my dudes in in a high school in a small town called Vacaville, not much going on there. And uh, Papa Roach was just the way to escape the doldrums of what felt like a dead end town. So you met the Papa Roach guys in, in high school? Yeah, man. Papa Roach is my first band. I haven't been in any other bands, man. This is my first band. I'm still in it. Wow, you're they're one lucky guy to be able to say that. Not everyone can say. Even the biggest, even the biggest stars out there, usually they toiled away in different different outfits and finally clicked. But that's really cool that it's been there from the start. Wait, so so who who were the, who was that original lineup? Was was Dave Buckner still on drums then? And who was on guitar? Was yep. that Jerry Horton? Uh, that was Jerry Horton on guitar, um, and that was uh, Dave Buckner on the drums. And Tobin Style, he came into the fold probably like a year later. And um, it's pretty much been the same lineup, I think, but since like 96, 95, 95. Nice. 95, 94. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been so long, man. But yeah, it's, we've, we've had a member change, obviously, with uh, Dave Buckner leaving the band. And we brought in Tony Palermo. And uh, he's been with us now for 11 years. And it's just, you know, it's a family, man. It really is. And we, uh, we've made all of our mistakes together in this band and we've had all of our successes together with this band and uh, this, this journey, it's been wild. And we're just so grateful that we're back on this journey out on the road. That's so great. So the band forms in what, like 93 with the guys you just mentioned, yep. ones you just mentioned, how do you come up with the name? Were there cockroaches in high school or <laughs> how do you come up with Papa Roach? Uh, you know, so my great, uh, my stepdad, his last name's Roach, and my great-grandfather, we called him Papa Roach, and we wanted uh-huh. to call the band uh, Papa Gato, and then I was like, nah, dude, Papa Roach, dude, cockroaches live forever, and, uh, you know, here we are, 20-some-odd years later with a terrible band name that stuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, man, I don't think it's terrible at all. <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> I, uh, man, I'm telling you, you say you, you formed in high school, but, uh, there's a bunch of us like myself that your music was our high school. I, I can put on that, that triple platinum album in fest, man. I guess it came out in 2000. That just, I pick, I was in the pickup truck rocking that. I probably burnt, just wore that album out, man. Um, yeah. t- take me back to, so thank you for that, by the way. Um, but yeah, if, if you got, if you got a second, I'd love to dive into some of the big hits on that one. So I know last resort obviously is the big iconic one. Um, that probably follows mm-hmm. you guys around everywhere. How'd you come up with that, that insane guitar riff? So that insane guitar riff was originally written on piano. Really? Um, Tobin, Tobin was playing that on his piano at his house. And I was just like, Oh my God, that sounds so good. Did it? When you play it on piano, it almost reminds me of something that would be on like Fuji's the store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then when you put it on distorted guitar and drums and bass, all of a sudden, you know, this thing that was sounded so beautiful then just turned into something menacing and hard. And uh, it just had such a vibe. And the lyrics, the melody cut my life into pieces. That melody was on a different song. And then I put those lyrics on top of this music and I was just like, it just stuck. Everybody in the room 
you know, when we were rehearsing, it was just like, this is, this really is something special. And when we went out and we were playing this thing live before we recorded it, before we had a record deal, fans would always play that one again. That's so sick, you know, because we started, we we're, you know, we were playing teen centers and bars and garage parties and backyard keggers, you know, like that's how we started. And uh, this song was born in that era of our career. And then we went in and recorded it. Next thing you know, it's just a worldwide mega hit. It really is. It blows my mind. It's a phenomenon. Um, well, that's yeah, cool sure. that it began on the piano. The, yeah, but the guitar is so sick. But um, yeah. li- lyrically, I mean, it, it's got, you know, it, the, the whole thing, it seems like a big, you know, a, a suicide thing. What, did, did you intend that? So was that like a, is it like a someone, the person, the narrator of the song, is that like a cry for help? Is it a cautionary tale? Is it a warning to, to you know, to help people that might be struggling with that? You know, how, how do you sort of present, what's your take on it? it's the story that I sang in first person about my, my best friend that I was living with and he was going through this dark downward spiral and, you know, it ended in him attempting suicide and he, he did not succeed. Thank God. Um, and now years later, his life is completely different. He's got a beautiful family. He's got, you know, a wife that he's been married to for 20 plus years. Um, He's got two awesome kids. And so the story is beautiful and it's inspired so many people and, and been a a beacon of light to a lot of people out there of understanding that these feelings might, you might have these feelings, but don't make a permanent decision to a temporary problem. You know what I mean? And we've met so many people across the world that say that that song in particular quote like save their life wow and man if it i've heard that so many times and if that's true like that just shows you how powerful music can be it can it can be a beacon of light when somebody's in the darkest of places and and i think that uh man if if that's all i had to offer to to the world through music like mission accomplished, man. Like it was a positive thing. And, you know, but fortunately I've been able to write, we've been able to write record after record after record and, and really continue to connect with people in an authentic way through our music throughout the years. And that's been something about Papa Roach that, that has remained steadfast is, you know, this music is coming from an, uh, an authentic place. It's real and it's, it connects. And I just, I'm humbled, man. Oh, it's and I'm glad you said that you've been able to keep it going record after record after record because so many people when they hear Papa Roach, of course, last resort, boom, that's like the you know yeah. iconic thing. But I want people when they're hearing this interview, and I even did it myself, even going back, you know, just researching, you know, to, before we hopped on here, I. Even I, who who count myself as a big Papa Roach fan, even I had forgotten how many freaking hits and songs of yours that I knew. <laughs> people, people are. I'm seriously like, um. So, um. For instance, Broken Home. Uh, as soon yeah. as that comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, Broken Home, all alone. Uh, talk. What were you going for? I mean, that's a great. To me, I take it as like a generational family trauma kind of a thing. You know, you get it from your parents, and you pat you you kind of have Broken Home yourself sometimes. But how, what that how, what inspired that? Um, you know, just growing up in a, in a broken home, straight up, mm-hmm. and feeling, expressing that story and coming to terms with it, you know what I mean? 
And fortunately, I am not repeating that cycle. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Me and my wife, we're, we're married. We'll be married in July now for 25 years. Oh, congrats, um, man. And that's my ride or die. You know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to get old and wrinkly together. And, you know, a lot of people throw in the towel, man. But when, when rubber meets the road, like, I don't want to repeat that cycle of, of abandonment and and brokenness there's so many families that are just that have fallen apart and continue to fall apart you know i feel like that's one of the major like the root issues of a lot of the problems in this world is the the, the broken family dynamic you know what i mean it just yeah. it, it scars people it breaks people at a young age and a lot of people it's it's hard to come back from that you know and just writing music from an honest place I love it. Tell me about Between Angels and Insects. That's another one everyone will know. There's no money. There's no possessions. Um, that's one of those like um, warning. It's a social commentary, really, against greed in the system. I think there's even a, a line that you say, what's the line? You're a slave to the system, working jobs you hate for stuff you don't need. Uh, too bad the world based on greed. Um, that kind of says it all. But what caused you to write it? Just sort of sitting back like around the what turn of the millennium, realizing that, you know, I guess it was before the, the recession, before everything collapsed. You kind of you kind of saw it. I guess. I mean, you know, for me, it's like I grew up poor um, and growing up poor, there were still times in my life where we were incredibly happy. Like it didn't take things to make us happy. Um, it was the, you know, the, the positive relationships in my life, the relationships with my friends, the relationship with my mother. Um, also beyond that, right? I know money, like it's not, it doesn't solve all the problems, but it can solve problems, right? That's the reality, like paying bills and taking care of the necessities, like that's, that's the real, but it's, it's greed that is the, it's the punisher of the people, man, because it just, it's such a, it's like chasing the wind. At some point you see these, you know, ultra gazillion bazillionaires and it's like, that don't solve their problems, man. You hear story after story about these rich people blowing out their brains, you know what I mean? More money, yeah. more problems in a lot of cases. Yeah, it, it's it's a bad place. So it's never the cha the pursuit of um, the dollars never been my north star. You know what I'm saying? I'm going for like I want to be a happy human. You right. know what I mean? And uh, it just unfortunately a lot of a lot of wars about greed and power. Um, a lot of the issues that we have in society uh, stem from greed. You know, you think about these medical companies that, for instance. You know, there's a, there, there was a drug for um, cystic fibrosis. My friend, uh, their son had cystic fibrosis. And there was this new, this new drug that became available on the market, but it was so exponentially priced so high out of their price range that they weren't able to get the medicine for their son because of their insurance company, company wouldn't cover it, right? And it's like, that's the type of greed. I don't stand for that. I, I stand against that. I rage against that. It's 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 disgusting, and uh, but that's the way of the world right now, you know. Yeah, you it's not me, my world. You and me both, brother. We we keep raging against it, um, and that song captured it perfectly. Um, well, it's it's hard to believe all three of those songs we mentioned were all still they were all on that first album yeah, or that album. Totally. Um, so and, and that I, but off the heels of that you get nominated at the grammys for best new artist in 2001 i mean the category was stacked it was brad paisley jill scott cisco shelby lynn i think who eventually won but any memories of of that night i mean just going and being being amongst uh you know all these fam famous musicians and suddenly papa roach is here to stay 
Yeah, we have better shit to do, dude. We're on tour. We're like, we're going to play rock shows for our fans instead of rub elbows with a bunch of dip with Oh, so you didn't even go? Nah. All right. Right it's, on. It's cool. Right it's, on. It's, 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 it's a nice honor. It really is a nice honor. Um, but, you know, we, we just, we're on tour. Red Rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love, to hear, got, I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we got nominated for another one this year um, for uh, Best Remix. Um, but I, I don't even know if the Grammys have happened. Have they happened? If they did, we lost. <laughs> no, they, no, they, they delayed it because of uh, COVID. So you, you might still have okay. a chance. Who knows? But yeah, not, that, so not knows? that you really care. You'll be touring anyway. <laughs> yeah, man, that's right. We, we actually will be on tour probably. Cool. Cool. Well, um, there is. If you got a second, I would. I love to remind our other listeners. I mean, Love Hate Tragedy was another a great album. After that, with She Loves Me Not, fighting all the time. Oh, is man. it out of line? Great song. Why do you think so many people can relate to that? I feel like a lot of people get to a spot like a rut in their relationship and got to power through. Oh yeah, man. It's like being in a relationship is tough. Compromise is tough. Um, I've been told that I'm a selfish bastard. And at moments in my life, that is true. Um, and it's getting through those tough times, like taking, you know, when the relationship breaks, or it's, it's, it falls apart a little. It's like you're picking up the pieces and, and that glue that you put that thing back together with is like, it makes you stronger. And so, so, so you realize you had to compromise. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, I, I like to joke, like, a true compromise is when both sides are equally unhappy. <laughs> That's kind of a negative outlook of it, but, you know, comp it's, it's important, man. It really is. I mean, I was just on the phone earlier today and trying to deal with a certain situation with my wife. We started butting heads, getting at it. I was like, God, it's so difficult sometimes. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to step away for a minute and we're going to reapproach this a little bit later today. I'm, fi well, I'm sure we can figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> pop a reapproach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes you just got to, you know, approach it from the backside. I love it. I love it. Um, album after that, Getting Away with Murder, Scars. Everyone will know that one. I tear my heart open. I sold myself short, that whole thing. Um, tell me about the creation of that. I'd love to hear the stories of how these songs came together, but Scars is oh, yeah, man. a great one. Scars is, uh, it's, it was just so different at the time for us, right? When the band brought the music, it, uh, it just hit me a different way. And I knew that it was, it just, there was something special about it. And I had, uh, been in the throes of my alcoholism for a few years at this point and hit rock bottom. And, you know, it's about the song is about dealing with somebody that's got a real problem that they don't want to face. And in reality, that the song is about me, you know, but I sing it from the other person's perspective. You know, I'm singing this from my wife and my friend's perspective, just saying, listen, like, sorry, man, if you don't change, I got to move on without you. And it was a, it was a wake up call for me, you know, something really had to change in my life. And I, I at that time, it was the first time I put the bottle down and uh, it was a struggle for me for a while. Um, I went back and forth in and out of sobriety. Um, fortunately, now I got 10 years without drinking, which is a major milestone for me. 
Congrats um, on this yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Congrats. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Today's <laughs> today's the day where you just go poison yourself safely. No, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, great. it doesn't work. That's awesome. Me. Congrats, man. It that's work a, that's me. a big deal. Yeah, dude. I mean, really and truly, it uh, it gave me an opportunity to have a life and have a career because I was a hopeless case. And uh, you know, it's a it, it was at a time in our in our musical career where it was like we weren't sure if this thing was going to continue. And, and we put this record out and we then we sold like 1.5 million records and it just, it changed, it changed the trajectory of our career once again. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you. You've been generous with your time. We would be here all day if we talked to all of them, but you know, <laughs> yeah, man, for real, we'd be here forever. That was another one. I mean, there's two below, but up, there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, one one more before we run lifeline that was a big one you know i've been looking for a oh, lifeline yeah. for what feels like a, lo- a lifetime um uh where did how did did that dovetail into anything you were just tell, talking to me about about you know trying to get sober or or what where was the the idea behind that one uh that was, that's just a story of a man struggling uh you know a lot of this music really comes from my trials and tribulations and falling flat on my face and i guess i just had to come to a point and and have some humility and reach out for help. That would have been my pro- my problem and my struggle for so long is that I'd try to like do everything my way without anybody's input or constructive criticism. And I finally came to a point in my life where I was humbled enough by my failures to go, I'm, I don't have this figured out, uh, you know, God, like that was a that was a straight like cry for help to God to be honest, man. And uh, it's trippy, man. When I when I reached out and I really like put it out there and was willing to like listen to quote what I I call my higher power God, like listen to my higher power and allow like to, like to surrender to a higher power. It was another really, uh, I guess. Uh, pinnacle moment in my life you know another life-changing moment you know where i be i gained a spiritual life and you know hey man i ain't perfect i ain't i ain't judging nobody else i'm just judging myself and i've been a train wreck here and there and this music has has definitely been a a source of strength and also a healthy outlet for me to work through some of these issues i got so finding humbling yourself before a higher power. So yeah, I've, I've I have read that you're, you're a pretty devout Christian these days. Uh, talk just talk about how if there's any other listeners here, and you know we don't we're not I'm not trying to whatever evangelize yeah. anybody, no, but totally. But um, but just tell uh, just tell them about how how that's it's helped your own life. How how you feel you like feel you know born again and all that stuff. Yeah, man. You know, I got friends. I got friends that are some of my closest friends are atheists. Uh, there's one dude. Uh, that I'm real close with, I'm good friends with. He's he's satanic, you know what I mean. And I've 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 educated myself in different lanes of spirituality. And what I found in my life is when I live my life by my will, um, which kind of goes in line with uh, the satanic view, is you know, do as thou wilt, right? Well, when I do how I want to do things, and when I live that way, I uh, 
I always find myself in a foxhole praying for a way out going, I need help. I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just was really like an honest call, uh, to a higher power. And, and, uh, the last thing, honestly, I wanted to be was the last thing I ever wanted to do was be sober and follow God and, 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 and follow Jesus. You know what I mean? And, uh, but here I am years later and it's like, it's just been such a healthy, uh, growth for me to humble myself and to gain a spiritual perspective. And, you know, I, uh, I don't follow Christians. I follow Jesus. That's it. I don't, I'm not here to judge nobody else because I see, you know, these Westboro Baptist people, they're monsters, dude. They're hateful. That's not, that's not, that's not what I believe. I believe that, that love acceptance, inclusion, um, tolerance of other people. That's, that's, that's the way to peace. Judgment uh, upon another human is not the way to peace. And so that's the path I walk, man. And I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to get right for myself and for my family, you know, and for my, my, my people around me. And so it's just the path I walk and I judge no one else on their, on their spiritual path at all. That's not my, that's not my purpose. You know what I mean? It's personal relationship that I walk. You know what I mean? You said it perfectly, man. And I can real. I'm relating so much to everything you're saying. It's, I mean, as I was raised, raised, you know, Christian and, but then you see all these, you know, the things done in the name of Christianity. You're like, wait a minute. That's not, that's not what Jesus, that it ties into your angels and insects thing about, you know, the world based on greed and judgment and Jesus would be flipping over the money tables. You know, it's absolutely, it seemed like it got bastardized so much, but when you get down to the kernel of what the actual teachings of Christ are, I, I, I'm all about that. I, I I believe in beautiful thing. Absolutely. We got a lot deeper than I thought we would on this. (laughs) Hey, uh, you know, that's how it goes sometimes, dude. Yeah, man. Well, but bringing it full circle, I assume we'll hear all of these songs that we've mentioned, as well as the new ones that, that are coming out next month on the new album. I assume we'll hear all of these yeah. at MGM National Harbor on March 23rd here in the D.C. area. Uh, just final seconds. Why should we come on out? You know, talk directly to our listeners. Tell them why it'll be a good time. Oh, dude, because I am just so dang excited to be on tour again, man. And it's going to be a rip roaring, greatest hits, banger of a set list. And, uh, you know, you never know when it's going to get shut down again. So we got to take this opportunity to rock out. So get your ass out to the rock show. Let's do this, man. I can't wait. All right. Well, it's been great talking with you, Jacoby. I mean, it really, really was. Absolutely, man. Great chatting with you, too. And to the listeners out there, we're bringing Hollywood Undead and Bad Wolves with us, too. So it's going to be sick. All right. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you, too, bro. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.